folks. We're back. And it is Wednesday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host, who? It's Radio Strongman. Coming to you live from WYAB 1039 FM. Well, folks, it is Wednesday, as we're apt to do here at WYB, certainly on the Kim Wade Show. We want to remind you, exhort you, implore you that it's back to Christ Wednesday. Formerly back to church Wednesday, but as you know, the church took a um, hit to the solar plexus during the COVID. Many got shaky, got flaky, but they got paid. But you can always go to the source directly. There is no middleman needed. So we're asking you to take this opportunity to go back to the altar and say, Lord, have mercy on me. In the case of Kim Wade, the biggest fool in Jackson, I need grace and mercy more than anyone. So I'm just asking you as you go to the altar and ask for prayers for our nation, for your family, for yourself, just remember, God is promiscuous with his grace. He's willing to give it. He just wants you to just acknowledge, just look his way and say, Lord, when we first believed, you were on fire. You are telling everybody about the Lord. Now the storms of life has beat on your door and you don't know which way to turn. Turn back. And just lift your hands and bow your heart. So we're just asking that you just come and do that. Our nation is in is being challenged on all sides by evil. But we know the power that God has given us to face this evil. So why don't we just take up on it? Just take it and step to the, to the front of the line and uphold the bloodstained banner. So we're asking, won't you come? Won't you come? it is Wednesday. You know, I want to make a few comments. First of all, I want to encourage you to take a look at Jackson Jambalaya's website, jacksonjambalaya.com. If you're interested in keeping up with the uh, water sewer crisis, the city of Jackson, uh, that's a good resource. Kingfish has been on top of his game here lately. Uh, I want to commend him for his keeping up on it. Uh, What's going on with the uh, tiff between the governor and the city of Jackson and just take a look at his latest article. Yesterday, I gave a opening monologue talking about the city of Jackson in the uh, town hall meeting that was held at New Hope Church on Monday night. 
true as I said. And I, I didn't have the proof. I just know Negroes. Bono baseball, Kim knows Negroes. And I was pointing out the fact that I believe the lawsuit is going to show that, in fact, it's not white racism that is the source of Jackson's water problems. It's Negro incompetence. And Kingfish, is, he's got the receipts. I know some out there, oh, yeah, they're rejoicing because that's the, no, it is what it is. When I come to this radio program and as I live my life, what I try to do is have my position grounded in truth, facts, and or the law. And we were taught long ago when I was at Morehouse, the dean of our department would say, you know, he would point to Maynard Jackson, who was a Morehouse man also, and say, do like Maynard. You notice whenever Maynard steps out in front of the microphones, his position is his position is grounded in truth, facts, and or the law. And if it's his opinion, or if it's satire, or he's joking, he'll tell you that. And he said, if you do that, you won't get knocked off center. So when I tell you something you can take to the bank halls, you can write it in blood. That's why I tell you, write it in blood. Now, Derek Johnson was at New Hope, and this is in the lawsuit brought against the uh, state and the various agencies of the state for neglecting Jackson, starving Jackson out financially to fix their water woes. Derek said that the uh, state only gave Jackson money three times out of 25 years of uh, money being made available for water sewer projects throughout the state. Well, Kingfish has asked for all the applications and everything dealing with Jackson's request for money, yada, yada, yada. Guess how many times that Jackson asked for money? Three times. Guess how many times they got funded? Three times. Guess how much of the amount that they uh, asked for got funded? All fully funded. Now, Kim, you make an amount out of a molehill. No, here, here's the problem. Number one, we've gotten to a point in our country, and certainly in the black community, where we can't check one another. Because as I've told you before, <clears throat> the Democrats are so busy respecting each other's hustle. I told you the Democrat Party is made up of a coalition of degenerates and, and, and criminals. I might be a little bit hyperbolic, but, you know, whatever. You get my point. And they respect each other's turf, each other's hustle. So the coalition members won't call each other out when they're ripping off the people of America. In this particular case, the black community, they, they keep talking about uh, environmental injustice. What about just being unjust against your fellow man, regardless of reason, color, ethnicity or whatever? You just you're just an evil person doing evil crap. Now, Derek Johnson standing on holy ground there at New Hope Church. Lied before God. And man, when he said the state, as evidence of their dislike for blacks in Jackson, only funded Jackson three times in 25 years. And the record shows Jackson only asked three times. In other words, those Negroes didn't even send in no paperwork. Kim, why are you making a big deal of it? First of all, why are you saying it on the radio now that everybody know that? We shuck and jive. Negro, please. Here's the deal. It may not be important to you. It's important to me. Derek Johnson, 
Chalk Lines Lumumba, uh, the NAACP, con man Benny Thompson. They are trafficking in the, the integrity of the black community. They're going out and saying these things on behalf of all black folks that are not true and unnecessary. This is why when you hear people say, well, you know, what happened to uh, 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 Eric Gardner and what happened to Mike Brown could happen to you? Yeah, because of what y'all doing. You make all black folks suspect because of this type of stuff here. And here's the thing. With all due respect, and like I said before, you hear me call Dr. Young's name out all the time. And I like Dr. Young. I really think he's done a yeoman's job over there with the school. And for all that I know, he's always operated with a high level of integrity. But here's the thing. If you got friends that you can't be honest with and they can't be honest with you, those are not your friends. You should have told Derek, Chalk Lines, and Benny, hey, when you step on this holy ground here, your position's got to be grounded in truth, uh, truth, facts, and or the law. Don't get up in here lying. Because you not just first of all, you up there representing all of us, so you say. You don't get that luxury of doing it any way you want. And see, back in the day when Dr. Kirksey now and Dr. Peoples and folks like that who had some real personal integrity, they didn't do nothing like this. But this is a routine. And this lawsuit they brought out that they brought is gonna show just how full of cow residue these people are and it's so unnecessary here's why it's not necessary because you got people white boy bob and the crew trying to fix the problems that jackson allowed to just fester and then come back and point the bony finger of indignation at white people for what they won't do no what kingfish points this out in his article on his website today what jackson want is for the the white people, just to give a sack of money and then go away. No, 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 no. It ain't going to be some strings on that thing. It's going to be some hanging rope on that thing. You people are running amok. Derek, I ain't going to say he's a con man, but if you put a con man right next to him, boy, Derek better have on a name tag. Same way with Chalk Line, same way with his Benny. This is getting old, man. They set up and let the system fail. Then they try to sell us on a $2 billion repair bill or replacement bill for the water uh, plant. And all they needed was some filters. So that let us know right then and there they was going to rape us. They were going to shove a foot of the green weenie all off in the citizens of Jackson. Unacceptable. Well, you ain't really black. No, I'm really angry. I've had enough of this bozo crap. Like I said before, if I got to, if I got to put on a Klan uniform with the face cut out, because I want you to see me and roll up on you Negroes to break this crap up at the dope. And all those set-aside Negroes over there sitting there in that audience waiting to, 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 to feed on the carcass of the hardworking citizens of Jackson while they push their black thing. And you notice one thing about them, they don't share nothing. No, we ain't going to do this, Hoss. Tell you that now. 
We ain't going to do this. We ain't going to do it like this no more. Now, and I'm saying to you preachers out there who let the, see, because Derek and them could have went over to the Masonic Temple with those lies. But you see how disrespectful they are of, of, of the word of God, of the house of God, and of the man of God. This is why I can say with all the certainty, there's no other thing more certain than what I'm saying than God's word itself. That the approach, Benny Thompson, Chalk Lines, Derek Johnson, and all you favor what they're doing, the certainty that it's going to fail can only be exceeded by God's word itself. You know why? Because the pastors who has joined forces with these crooked politicians, either they don't know why it's wrong, which is a crime in and of itself, or they don't care. Folks, we're in a bad way. When we got all these apostles, bishops, and potentates who sit up there and let these folks come into the house of God and lie like tacked down carpet, flat lie. And we think we're going to get ahead because we were once slaves. I'm telling you what, Hoss, y'all going to bust hell wide open. You're going to hell on a rocket if that's what you believe. And here's the other thing. The reason why this approach is destined to failure, oh, it's going to be successful for them who are chopping up the money. But for the overall community, oh, man, we're getting ready to crash and burn. Because we're putting our, let's just say our tithes. Because our tithes is not just money. It's it's what we sow into. Whether it's our vote, our belief, or whatever. We're sowing into that which does not affirm life, doesn't recognize God, and ain't going to do right. Bruh, and I am not a master of the scriptures. I'm, I'm not like Barbara Mike who can quote scriptures. He can read the spaces in between the words. I ain't like that. I got a simple faith. I know that's wrong. You ain't got to lie on these white folks about the water system when everybody want to drink some clean water. And now, when this lawsuit in the, uh, uh, what they call it, where they uh, exchange the evidence, uh, exchange what you got. I want you guys to, uh, I want the state of Mississippi, you, uh, the um, Lynn Fitch's office, whoever's going to be representing them in, uh, in this lawsuit, I want you to depose Harvey Johnson, everybody who was over the water department, the money. Ask them, what happened to all that cash that was in there? We were bringing in between 2 and $5 million cash, dollar bills, y'all, 5, 10s, and 20s. Gone. Yeah, let's depose some of them folks. Let's see if they really want to get to the bottom of what happened with the uh, water system in Jackson. Folks, check out jacksonjambalaya.com. He's got a great article on it today. And this is only the beginning. Kingfish is going to be here Friday. Uh, uh, he'll be doing an uh, explanation of what all the fallacies that are in the lawsuit and the lies that Derek Johnson and Chalk Lines, Lumumba, and Benny Thompson are telling on behalf of the hustle for a few select blacks who are going to make the big bucks off the money coming to the city of Jackson. And how many of y'all, if you had to bet your retirement, better yet, if you had a better donut, that these Negroes are going to do right by us uh, repairing uh, the water system with whatever money they get? How, how many of y'all would put some money on that? Uh-huh. Yeah, Negro. Let's take a break. We'll be right back.
All right, folks, we're back, and it is it's uh, Back to Christ Wednesday. Bruce Stuckey's in the studios with us. We're going to be getting to Bruce in a minute, but first I want to remind you, folks, uh, people ask me all the time, Kim, is there a man I can talk to when it comes to land and real estate? Oh, yeah, my friend Tom Smith, Tom Smith, landandhomes.com. That's right, folks. Tom has uh, listings all over the country. And he is a resource that you can draw on whatever you're trying to do with land, whether it's raw land, land that's been built up, land is about to be built on, recreational, hunting land, pasture land, forest land, whatever you need, he's your huckleberry. But wait, there's more. His lovely bride, Ellen, handles the residential side of the house, and Ellen has a beautiful home over there on Kingsbridge Road in Wright's Mill. That's right, folks. It's a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath. This home features... Uh, four bedrooms, excuse me, four bedrooms, three and a half baths, a split plan, a split plan, a gourmet kitchen with stainless steel appliances, quartz countertops. Uh, the home has two living areas, a great room with built ins and a fireplace right next to the kitchen. And then there's another big room with a formal dining room and living room built together, built ins and a fireplace. Folks, this place is brutal. It's just brutal. You got to check it out. Go to Tom Smith Landing Homes. Click on Madison County, and you cannot miss this one here. Or you can give Ellen a call. Ellen's number is 601-898-2772. That's in Wright's Mill, folks. And you know what? It's priced to move. They got a great deal on this one here, and I just encourage you to do that. And as you know, Tom Smith Land and Homes, uh, folks, they are, when it comes to the premium quality listings, that's what they do. Check this out. Down there in Pearl River County, 373 acres. Premier listing, one you don't want to miss, it is a horse farm. It's an equestrian farm, as they call it. Uh, Honor Hill Farm in Pearl River, Poplar County, excuse me, Poplarville, Mississippi. Uh, This 373 acres, horse farm is the most breathtaking place you can imagine. Check it out online by going to TomSmithLandingHomes.com. And uh, they've got a jumping area, hunter jumper area. Uh, If you're into horses, you know uh, this is going to be let's just say the cream of the crop and uh, we've got a main horse barn featuring 14 stalls rubberized floors bathroom walls folks this place an air condition for the horses man this is awesome and a 900 square foot covered front porch on the house man this is a brutal home you need to check out the property next you'll come across a dam of 14 acre la- uh, lake on the property man then the uh, the house itself has about a 5,000 square foot primary residence. You, th- just check it out. It has so many features, I couldn't even give them on in a two-minute commercial here. It has a children's playground, a swimming pool, uh, almost 4,000 square foot garage. Jeez, this is huge. Check out Tom Smith Landing Homes. TomSmithLandingHomes.com. Click on Pearl River County. And uh, for the listing, the residents there in uh, Wright's Mill, uh, it's on Knightsbridge Road. As a matter of fact, let me just give you the address. You can ride by that today. Uh, that address is going to be, uh, hold on here. Come on, thumbs, don't fail me now. That address is, uh, huh, I guess I can't get to it. There it is. Nope, that ain't it either. Anyway, I'll give you the address here once I get done fat fingering this thing. Okay, here it is. 349 Kingsbridge Road in Wrights Mill. 349 Kingsbridge Road. And Ellen's number is 601-898-2772. All right. With no further ado, okay, we got Mobile and uh, Chris on the line. But before that, we got Bruce Stuckey in the studios. He was in the area. He stopped by. How you doing, Mr. Stuckey? Doing well, sir. How are you? Yes, folks. It is that Bruce Stuckey. That's right. 
He's been around uh, uh, the movement, uh, pro-life movement for years and years. He's a stalwart uh, Christian soldier, and he's a proud American. Welcome, my friend. Thank you very much. Appreciate I'm glad to be here. Good to have you here. And uh, what's been going on in your world, man? Well, not really much that I would, that I was, you know, what's the word I'm thinking? Just, I'm basically just letting the Lord do what he wants with me. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I are just, um, just obedient. That's right. all. Right, right. Following his lead, following the lead. Standing where he tells you to stand. I understand you, you guys are just coming back from a funeral with one of our mutual friends. Yes, um, Joy Dixon Payne. Um, for those of you that that don't know her, she was really part of, part of just, um, just some of the great work that's been done since the Tea Party movement started here right. in twenty you know, twenty ten mm-hmm. and all. And um, we had the privilege of just you know being friends with her and all. And we found out she had died. Um, I think it was Sunday, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they had the funeral for her over in Yazoo City today. So my wife and I went there to you know and just kind of supported the family. Well, that's great and. I'm sorry to hear of uh, Joyce passing. She was a soldier, Christian. I mean, she was she she, she was a patriot. Mm-hmm. She was clearly a patriot, and she was there trying to put her shoulder against the wheel on any effort that would basically uphold the bloodstained banner and make America great again. So, had tip to her for all her work, and may she rest in heaven. Amen to that. Well, brother, uh, we've got uh, Mobile Bob on the line. Let's get Bob in here, and then we'll get back to you, Bruce. Hey, Bob. Hey, man. How you doing, sir? Hey, did you? Uh, I know you watched saw the clips of that debate between uh, Fetterman and uh, Doctor Osmond Fetterman. It was painful, brother. It was painful. <laughs> of course, I guess he wouldn't be any different than any other Democrat in office, uh, you know, and some Republicans, just puppets of whoever is pulling the strings now. Mm-hmm. Because all Biden is, that's all Pelosi is, that's all the rest of them are. So how, I guess so. Yeah, they can, he can be a senator for the, the Democrat Party because it'll just be a, a puppet sitting around just uh, doing whatever they t- the, the, the stream master tell them to do. That's right. But his non-answer to the uh, to the uh, fracking, <laughs> <laughs> or even if the guy hadn't had a stroke, his answer would be about the same. Right. Right. You, you claimed you were against it all those years ago, and now all of a sudden, when the price of gas goes through the roof, which what else do you think was going to happen? Now you want to claim you're against it. Until uh, you, if you if you feel dumb enough to vote you in, then uh, you'll be against it again. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's just I mean, it's just nothing but a game with these people. Playing with people's lives, man, and we're going down slow. And the thing, and that's what President Trump was saying in his rally Saturday, and he said before, you know, what's happening to America now is unnecessary. I mean, this is this is a result of policies, you know, taken I guess with with malice in their heart against the American people, but. You know, I think China owns America, uh, and this is what we're seeing is Joe Biden is weakening America for for a Chinese takeover. Exactly. So you know, Fetterman wouldn't be any different than uh, than uh, Joe Biden, Biden or, who, or whoever. He'd just be another puppet of of whoever's pulling the strings. All right, what drives us all crazy is okay. You want to be the string master pulling the strings? Wouldn't be so terrible if you were making all our lives better. <laughs> but, for, you know, all of you, the price of gas was down. If the country moving closer to God, if people were living longer. Right. But you want the white folks out, and you want to keep us poor and dependent. So why should we want you to run things? Why do you want to run things to make everything work? I have it just, it, it, it blows my mind that uh, 
you, they still have so many supporters. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, I, I saw know. an idiot on the they were interviewed after the debate. Mm-hmm. He, a white guy, which a white liberal has to be the a white liberal male has to be the dumbest person on the planet Earth. Uh, it, it's just, dude, really? Wait a minute! I know, the, wait a minute! I, wait the, wait a minute! I know Snowball's ears perked up on that one. Hey hey! <laughs> wait a minute! What am I chopped liver? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. But uh, he was he was claiming he was on the fence until that debate. Like, all right, he's an independent, I guess. <laughs> all right, man. It took that debate to get you off the fence. Mm-hmm. You what? You haven't been off the fence all this time. It just drives you crazy. It's one thing to be a you know black person and clueless about the Democrat Party because they're they're not openly attacking us. Right. But like uh, Tulsi Gabbard said, they are spreading anti-white hatred, especially white males, are openly at you. That's How right. dumb can you get? <laughs> Why doesn't any white male support Democrat Party? Is beyond my understanding. Well, you know what? Here's the way liberals operate from what I've been able to observe. They just eat the uh, uh, the cow residue patties and hope that, okay, well, I know they've got our best interests in mind and uh, this is some kind of secret plan they've got to, to, to make all Democrats better, yada, yada, yada. I mean, they really believe that, obviously, because, I mean, if somebody telling you in your face, hey, we're, we're eventually going to do you in uh, and you still go along with it, bro, you are really programmed. Have they practically not told white males that? <laughs> I mean, what else do they have to do for you all to, for the white male to get the clue? <laughs> they oh, they constantly you create say you're the worst scum or the cause of everybody's problem. Now the the white liberal male, okay, I, we know you're gone. We know you're ridiculously stupid. But it's the support guys in the middle that could be persuaded to come, you know, to the vote for Republicans. It's like, why haven't you already been persuaded to vote for Republicans? You're not a loony nut job white liberal male. You're somewhat on the fence, and you haven't seen enough already. But, okay, the guy did say he's going to vote for us after that last debate. Uh, All right. Well, welcome, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Well, again, what we have to do is take a break, Bob. I'm sorry, man. We got to. Okay, man. Gotta go. We're, 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 right. We'll be right back. All right, folks. We are back, and it is back to Christ Wednesday. We should have Chris there. We got Chris on the line. What do you say, Christopher? Hey, man. Chris. Chris, put the crack pipe yeah. down. You're on the air. Go ahead. What's going on, Kim? Well, how you doing, sir? Oh, not much, man. I'm just calling to see uh, everything's going on, man. What's going? On? Why is there so much political partisanship in Mississippi, man? You got the mayor and the governor going back and forth. Then you got mm-hmm. both parties pointing a finger at each other and trying to say who, who's wrong, who's right. Both are wrong, quite frankly, because they both need to go up. Because it don't make sense to sue the state. Because the taxpayers are just still going to get shortly in the stick. Yeah, that's pretty much right, bro. So I don't understand it. Well, the money's going to come through the hands of the set-aside Negroes. They're going to make a lot of money. Now, Chris, if the let, let, let's just say that they got everything they wanted money-wise, whether it be through the lawsuits or whatever, and they put it in the hands of the same people who we have running the city of Jackson. Now, do you think the work going to get done right? No. 
Mm-hmm. And then most people feel the same way. But Chalkline, they don't care. And they demonstrate they don't care by the fact that they let the system go. They try to sell us a brand new water system. And the governor went in there and fixed it for a couple of million dollars. And they were trying to sell us a $2, two billion dollar job. Which I didn't agree with that. And just so I got like, <coughs> no, I got into it with uh, Pastor Pickens on his little program last night mm-hmm. on his Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was talking about how the governor had such disdain for, for, for the mayor and the calling him incompetent. I said, so what? He called him incompetent. He is I mean, Councilman Stokes said he was on dope. And he stopped smoking dope, and nobody said a word. <laughs> True that. And the truth well, of the matter is, he, the truth of the matter, he is incompetent. I mean, if you can't get the job done, oh, 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 because you black. You know you know how when you uh, when church services are being held and you got to go to the bathroom or you got to leave the sanctuary, you hold that finger up? That's what yeah. we're doing with the whole black card. Uh-uh, you can't say that. And, and, and see, that, and, and see, that, and see that, you know, he kind of came at me because I said what I said. You know, I know I posted on there, and I said both of them wrong because they're both doing political partnership grandstanding for their fan base. While we, the citizens, going to get the short end of the stick. That's for sure. You can take you know, that to the bank. About, well, he shouldn't say this by the mayor. Blah, blah. I said, oh, who cares what he said about the mayor? Everybody know that he don't like Jackson. So what? Everybody in Jackson don't like him. Well, not everybody, but most people don't like him. Who cares? Yeah, and see, you know, that is a concern of mine is how petty our men of God are, how petty our, our politicians are when they're constantly into, I don't like this personality. I don't like, oh, you got, our parents had to work with folks who were trying to kill them. Exactly. And now they can't get nothing done because oh, uh, Tate Reeves rolled his eyes at me. I don't like that. That's that's childish. Grow up, Pickett. Grow up, chalk lines. And, and no, then no, no. He goes to my well. We don't know the history. I don't know the history. I said, look here. What those two are doing? I said it. I'm saying now. Both of them are wrong. I'm not taking either one inside because both of them are wrong. Well, why is the governor wrong? The governor wrong for this one reason right here. He's keep trying to make it a personal. He's golden. He's basically golden the mayor into doing to doing stuff. You know what I'm saying? He's he playing mind games. Uh, I don't just saying, forget this. I'm gonna be build a person. I'm just gonna go do what I gotta do. Well, that's what he did. He did, and the mayor was the one who pulled out. The mayor was the one who wouldn't talk to President Trump. I, the mayor's the one who keep doing all this personal petty I, I, stuff. I, I, I no, hold, 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 Chris, Chris, now, you know you and I go around and around. So you want to make everything 50-50. Sometimes things ain't always 50-50. Sometimes people just wrong. And it's just uh, one person that's wrong. Which, which I agree with you on that, Chris. I said that no, no, when, when Trump first got an office for Phil Brown was leaving, mm-hmm. they couldn't win him down there. He should have been there for that. Ben the Thompson should have been there. There wasn't nobody there but who are uh, Mega Evans Rido. Mm-hmm. She was the only person there to represent the civil rights. Don't, she's not in the pocket. You know what? She has just nothing to be there, though. <laughs> she has just nothing to be grown about. Let's look here. This is bigger than politics. It's about getting what we need for you the You know, city. Chris, Chris, you know what you're saying? You're saying this is about home training. Chalkline yeah. act like he wasn't raised any better. All right. The governor could have sat back and said, you know what? Hey, you guys are on your own because that's what we're saying now. Now that the water's running again, now we got our chest all poked out like George Jefferson. Uh, 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 we got this now, dog. No, come on now, bruh. Humble yourself. You look, yeah, either, you know, either, they, they either need to do something. This right here, I mean, like Kenneth Stowe says, I don't care who run it. As long as the to get clean water, who cares? Well, the, the deal is this here. We worried about Derek Johnson, worried about somebody trying to take over the system, bruh. You owned the system beforehand. 
Well, nobody in, there was nobody in the state. Matter of fact, do, go, go to a, do a Google search. Was there anybody in Mississippi trying to take over Jackson's water system? No. Was anybody in Mississippi trying to take over Jackson Public Schools? No. You Negroes are incompetent, no, true. indifferent, I mean, and corrupt. It would have been better if they did. Huh? <laughs> it been better if they did. Well, I mean, but the point is, when you're already in charge of it, and then you say somebody trying to take it over after you done tipped everything over, you done broke everything, and things in a state of disrepair, nobody's happy, and then you say they just don't want black folks to have it. No, people are tired of black <laughs> folks ruining crap. And that, that's not what he was saying. He talked about, well, they want to take Jackson back. I said, dude, if they really want to take Jackson back, they can do it with no, we're, we're out here to taste. They don't want Jackson back. Man, please. Is I it- mean, well, I mean, <laughs> if they do, I mean, if, I mean quite frankly, if they do, they're going to get everything on pennies on the dollar because it's, it's almost everything's broken south, south Jackson, West Jackson. Almost everything's broken. You, can, you know what I mean? You're right. So I mean, it's just it's just getting crazy, I man. Like I said, this old political. We just need some field. adults in the room, brother. We need some folks who go on there and say, "Okay, man, look, this is what we need." And my whole thing is, so what? If you, the mayor, me, Kim Wade, or whoever, if you can't do something, ain't nothing wrong with hiring somebody who can. You got all this false pride and no ability, man. You just ate up with self esteem and no sense. Exactly. I mean, I mean, like I said, I don't know something. I tell people, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Help me out. Yeah. Yeah. Brother, look, I appreciate it. We're up coming up on a break, man. Appreciate all right, you. Here, have a good one. All right. Bruce, what do you think about all this, man? I can't even wrap my, my mind around it, seriously. <laughs> well, you know, the, the thing is, is just good old-fashioned home training. You know, I don't buy black people's line that got all this racism stopping, stopping our flow and progress. We made more progress as a race of people when we had strong headwinds of Democrat racism blowing in our faces all the time. And we still built all the institutions that we are basically letting go to waste today. And now all of a sudden, this generation, the chalk lines generation, if somebody roll their eyes at them, their whole day is blown. They can't get anything done. They need medication. They need a safe room and all that. Man, let's get rid of these trifling Negroes. I'm done with them. It's called snowflakes. Snowflakes. Melt them. Look, man, bring some far up in here and melt them down. Make them <laughs> run like water. Our number is 601-879-0002. Let's take a break. All right, folks. Folks, it's the bottom of the fifth, and I'm not talking about baseball. I'm talking about snowball. He's at the bottom of the fifth. Hey, bunny bread. I mean, uh, snowball. William, what's up? Uh, y'all just trying to get more and more like uh, Fox News on a uh, Fox. Fox Entertainment. Uh, uh, first of all, let me get straight to the point with you and your partner in, in the office. Um, the call that you had not too long ago, I guess I don't, I don't, I don't hear hear what goes on. Mobile Bob, you like callers like that. You like uninformed callers, sleep callers. Well, that's... first of all, when when Tate Reed is lieutenant governor, if the city of Jackson didn't put the right paperwork in, Tate Reed wouldn't have had an opportunity to vote down the $20 million they requested for, 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 the, for the water facility. He signed First up. Of all, so you don't do nothing but lie. But, you know, you have people out here. Most of the woke people know. People like that caller before, he probably don't even vote. Uh, you mad because nobody didn't kiss the ring of, of, of Donald Trump. He wasn't invited to that to that event. And if, he, if, they, if they even went, it wasn't nothing he could do. That comes down as an allocated to the state. And, just, and, and, and that's just the point. They they drawed up the, the, the paperwork. They asked the state for seventeen million, 
And Tate Reeves, when he was lieutenant governor, he refused to vote on it. He, re- he refused to get him to get the city the money, and he bragged on it. Now that the EPA going to take over, and he don't have no no say so, now he want to do everything he can do. He want to do all that talking against well, against 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 the stadium and all this, but now he want to show up at at, at the games, Harry. Snowball. Get, get booed. Now, people like you come on here. You, you better not boo. You better not boo the governor old. on Saturday. You I'm going to tell you what's getting old. I'm going to tell you what's getting old. What's getting old? Whenever a person, whenever a person try to interrupt another person when they're talking or they try to make personal attacks, see, you got, this is what conservatives do. What? See, a sambo like Kim Wade, he'll get on here and he'll, he'll defend those racist conservative legislators for everything they do. And he ain't going to tell you where the problem lies. Where the problem lies? Y'all need to wake up and, and read between the lines. If you're not woke, you sleep. If you're not woke, you're asleep. That's you're profound, my God. Like the caller just a few calls ago. He didn't know I'm, a bit more about what he was talking I'm about. I'm leaning back man after the that. Moon. Towering he didn't know a bit more about what he was talking about in the man in the moon. And people like him and these conservatives, they love you all. Keep on. You're going to end up just like Herschel Walker and Kanye West. Just like Herschel Walker and Kanye West, they both kissed his ass, and you see what he had now, don't you? Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Snowball! Finally, kiss goodnight. <laughs> How I'll hate. Snowball. Burris, you got anything to say on that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Snowball is one of our favorite. Uh, when you're looking for just unadulterated ignorance, that brother delivers. And uh, I think I speak on behalf of everybody when I say this. You're nuts! But you're my friend. Snowball, Mr. Bunny Bread, truck driver himself. Uh, folks, and this is not to disparage Bunny Bread truck, truck drivers because they make good money and they do a good service. But uh, Snowball will go down in history as the first Bunny Bread driver to bring uh, honey buns to Eskimos because he says he's driven over 2 million miles in his lifetime. He's gone all over the world delivering honey buns. Way to go, Snowball. Who loves you? Radio Strongman. Anyway, Bruce, we got about a minute, man. You want to say goodbye? You got anything anything you want to promote? Any groups you're working with? Um, yes, I do. As a matter of fact, um, just like you get a big, a big shout out to um, Barry and Karen Holt, who run the Jackson Metro All, Ho- All Metro House of Prayer. And we have meetings at 630 on Friday nights. If anybody's interested in coming, we're just off of um, Lakeland Drive by the Lakeland Nursing Home. Okay. And um, that's pretty much what I wanted to say. Thank you very much. In other words, folks, come on down. What we're going to do is take a break here, and uh, we want to thank Snowball. We hadn't heard from him in a couple of weeks. We were concerned. I said, that boy must have got some long jail time or something. But we're glad you know you made parole. You're out here on the streets again. Snowball! Who loves you? Radio Strongman. Anyway, let's take a break. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even know. You know, it's so funny. Then we took the little beans and they caught the bloody British in a town in New Orleans. We fired our guns and the British kept a coming. There wasn't as many as there was a while ago. We fired once more and they began to run it. On down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. got to stop smoking that dope the mayor must stop smoking that dope it's running them crazy
All right, folks, we're back. And it is Wednesday, Back to Christ Wednesday. And、uh, we want to thank you,、uh, Bruce Stuckey, for stopping by him and his lovely bride. She's sitting there in the background. Bruce is well able to、uh, run his jibs on behalf of both of them. And of course, uh, uh, they were、uh, attending the funeral of、uh, one of our friends,、uh, Joyce Payne, Joyce, Joy Dixon Payne, I should say. And,、uh, Folks, we, there's a lot of people who, who are out there working in the trenches trying to hold this country together. And this is what's so disappointing about what Benny and, and、uh, Derek and Chalk Lines are doing. They're doing all this harm to the black community in the interest of them getting their own piece of the pie. As I've told you before, The economy that they're running, I mean, it's their economy. This is how they make their money. We can appreciate that. But they, look how destructive they are. Not just the money that's wasted when they get their set aside contracts and they have to do the work, but in terms of goodwill with other people on this planet. Everybody's getting ticked with us because of the bull in the China、uh, shop method in which they go about doing things. The governor's already working with the state, got the water system working,、uh, working, when in fact, the mayor's sitting on memos and instructions and admonitions from the EPA about what had to be done, what needed to be done, what wasn't done for over a year, and then has the unmitigated gall. The man must tame wild animals on the side to have this much heart to be a part of a lawsuit to sue someone for a job that he wouldn't do. Not only did he didn't, he covered up what needed to be done. And black folks, if you approve this by your silence or by your vote, look, don't nobody owe us anything in terms of what we get or don't get. This is why I told you, folks, do not doubt me when I'm telling you these things. I'm surprised at how accurate these things turn out. When I told you what Jesse Jackson did in his role, As an informant for the CIA and the uh, uh, FBI counterintelligence program, COINTEL, was to remove the spiritual, the spiritual underpinnings is our ability to recognize right and wrong and do right. That's what they didn't see over at New Hope. Derek Johnson standing there on holy ground, lying like tacked down carpet, and it's not all right. The, the cumulative effect of all this shucking and jiving and lying. It's going to come down on our kids and grandkids, man. But because all we have are preachers and not theologians. See, theologians have a tendency to be able to take in the whole breadth of, word of, of the Word of God. They can see the parade from beginning to end and see how it all matters. Nope, these folks here, they just see a, a, a passage that they can hang their hat on and they can hoop and holler on, and everybody can get excited. But if you notice the gains that these Negroes are bringing, they're transitory. They don't last. They don't affirm life. Nothing's growing. There's a reason for it. That spiritual underpinning that's missing was the secret sauce that held us in, in good stead the entire time we were in this country under the lash of white Democrats and their evil. But now we got these Negroes trying to take a shortcut with their predatory set aside programs and their transitory
gains by preachers taking walk around money, allowing a little lie here and a little lie there. When you make these half truths,、uh, the governor just don't like uh, uh, chokeway. The governor just don't like a preacher saying that? Okay, well, bro, be specific. What do you mean? But see, we allow all this. Folks, it's not okay. And I'm not trying to hi hat. Like I said before, bro, I have issues and I have unresolved issues. But when you start getting out there trafficking in our name, brother, wait a minute, that's a bridge too far. The problem is, these folks don't know how things are connected, or if they do know, they don't care. Well, I care. So while Chokeway and that ilk may have a, a large segment of the Jackson community that's going to back them come hella high water, fine. Those people of goodwill, those people who intend to get it right, those people who know that on the great getting up morning, on the great day of judgment, they got to turn their palms up and show the work of their hands. What will it show? I was with Chokeway. I was with Derek. I was with Benny. I was black as they come. Bro, it's not going to work. When you hear our leadership so fixated on a personality, I don't like him. I don't like, okay, so, but what's the big picture? I told you the story of my play mom, Ann Alexander, over there on Redmond Avenue to this day, 97 years old. Just had a birthday last month. 97 years old. Talking about, I said, I said how you doing, mom? Oh, I'm doing fine, yeah. And、uh, she said, I can afford a hamburger now. And I'm thinking, I ain't never heard this before. What does that mean? I said, What you mean you can afford a hamburger now? Well, you know, when I was raising all t h e m kids, we'd go down on Fair Street and, you know, uh, uh, they had fish be frying and hamburgers, be, everything smelling so good. You'd be so hungry. And she's thinking, Man, I could just go in there and buy me a hamburger. I could spend a quarter for a hamburger and a drink, and I'm good. And then she thought about it. But I could take that quarter and buy some beans and a piece of meat, some meal, and my family can eat a day or two off that. See, that's sacrifice. That's not selfishness. These black folks today, these young leaders, so called, these black preachers, they ain't going to sacrifice like that for nobody. They ain't going to do it. Folks, if they were, we would see something different. We got all these black folks in the black community working on the problem of poverty. And we got more of it. Now, I'm a C student from Morehouse. I'm not this sharpest. But dang it, I can see this ain't working. So she said, I can afford a hamburger now. See, when you have responsibility, see, all you hear from Derek now is they're right. And they told us that at, 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 at a, a graduation week at Morehouse, 1979. And we were walking from the chapel over to the、uh, Atlanta University Center. There's a, a green area between AUC and Morehouse. And they had all those chairs and stuff set out for that. And、uh, we were walking in graduating class. We were complaining and glad to be out of there. And I ate that food and all that kind of stuff, complaining. And one of the older graduates from the class of 49 heard us complaining. Because he heard us. He, He finally said something when we said, 
about Dr. Glosser, who was the president at the time. He ain't no Dr. Mays. And he turned around. And, whoa, 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 whoa. He said, son, y'all need to understand something. This school ain't here because somebody was out there throwing their fists in the air, shouting black power and all that stuff. He said, there's a whole lot of folks who smile when it wasn't funny and grin when it wasn't funny. So you can walk across the stage today. He said, no, Dr. Gloucester is not Dr. Benjamin Mays. Dr. Glosser is a builder of buildings. And Dr. Mays is a builder of men. You got to know which one you are. What's your role? Those men fulfilled their mission, their assignment. They walked their post. Chalk lines, Derek, Benny, they're not cut from that cloth. They're just some selfish SOBs who are going to ruin the black community forever. And they're, they're part of a long line of set-aside Negroes in that mentality that's raping the black community in city across city after city across this nation. I don't approve of it. I don't like it at all. I don't like it a pound. We don't know what's important anymore. And we won't do what's right. And we won't call each other out on it because you're respecting their right to steal from the rest of us. I find it reprehensible. That's why I'm telling you now. I made it clear time and time again. If things hit the fan, I'm riding with White Boy Bob and the Duck Dynasty crew. Because black folks in too many numbers, too large a numbers, not all of us, don't want to do any better. You're too scared to say what's right or what's wrong. You don't want to raise your voice. You don't want to stand out. You don't want to be exercised. Exercise. You don't want to take any arrows. You want to get into heaven, just, just slide on in there. Don't let nobody hear you coming. No, hoss. I'm going to have some mud on my shoes. Tell you that now. Man, scuff marks all over your elbow. Yeah, man, I had to elbow some folks in the neck, Peter. Kim, y'all didn't just meet me. Our number, 601-879-0002. Who we got? Jerry. Hey, Jerry. What's up, brother? Hey, Kim, how you doing, man? Great. Hey, hey, what really makes me upset with us as black people, Benny Thompson is advertising for his re-election. Right. He's already, in his ad, he's talking about Donald Trump, stopping Donald Trump. And we got water problems here in the city of Jackson. The the governor called it just like it was when he said the mayor was incompetent. He's very, very incompetent. That's why I didn't vote for him the last time. Mm-hmm. But as blacks, we don't have a problem with it. We mm-hmm. want to come and defend him. He made the whole state of Mississippi look bad. That's mm-hmm. what people, black folks don't realize. He, he made the city of Jackson, the capital city, the whole state. When they talked about Mississippi on national TV, they talked about Mississippi history by being the poorest state in the union and this and that, and then we're living like we've been a third-world country. It made the whole state look bad. Regardless of how nice it is in other areas, the whole state had a big black eye because Democratic governor that we voted in there and put him back in there for a second term when he was in company the first term. So all the government did was call him out like it was. But these preachers and we as black leaders would stand up and just call a spade a spade. We could do something about it, but they're going to stand right behind him and put him right back in there knowing that he's in company. Hello. And then Benny Thompson won't even blame the governor for the water problem. I've read an article where they gave 
the city of Jackson over $200 million over a period of 10 years or more, and they said they mismanaged the money. They weren't going to give them no more. And, and, and then if yo, go I'm ahead. sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. You're right. You're right. They mismanaged. And then they mismanaged the money, and then I heard that some of the vendors had problems collecting payments. They didn't want to do business with Jackson because the mayor said out of his own mouth that they couldn't get vendors or couldn't get qualified people to do the work. Right. So why is it they don't want to do the work for the city of Jackson? If you're going to take a long time to pay them, the Democratic Party is leading this city, and it's not the state of Mississippi responsibility to provide us with clean drinking water. That's why we got, you know, mayors and go- and all these other positions, administrators in the city for them to, to do the daily business of the city. But you want to blame the, the uh, Republican governor about us not having clean drinking water. It's our fault because we voted that man back in there, a mm. failed leader. We put him right back in there. Yeah. And then the preachers are backing him because they're selling us out. It's, it, they're selling it, us out for money. It, it's just unbelievable, man. The, People don't want to hold. And then they're the ones out there trying to tell us that their their mission is to tell us and lead men unto Jesus. Bro, what, what, make it make sense. Listen, you know what I'm saying? Many times I've advertised and talked about Trump. I don't. Trump is not in the White House. We got issues in our city, and it reflects Benny Thompson, too, because he's a senator. He could have did something about the water situation. He could have. 25 years. He made a few phone calls. No, what he could have done is he could he could put it in an appropriation for Ukraine, saying the Black Caucus is not going to vote for money for Ukraine until Jackson gets their money. Yeah, but then when they did get the money, they mismanaged it. And then, like you say, when the water gets fixed. Now you want to step up and poke your chest out, but you made the whole state look bad. Yeah, the look, whole state of Mississippi had a, looked at bad because of one man couldn't do his one incompetent mayor, secret. Democratic mayor. But yet they want to back him up like they're picking on him. Nobody's Same picking one. on you. We just want clean water. There's no need to raise property tax for something you not you didn't fix when you had the money. Right. So you need to be replaced. Usually when you can't do your job, they fire you and get somebody that can. He's fired. Thanks, we, Jerry. We'll put him back in there. All right. Thank you, man. All right, let's get Chris in here. Then we got uh, all the way from Two Gun Tactical. We have John in the studio. And his love. Oh, who is that? Your daughter? daughter. Okay. All right, when we come back, well, let's get Chris in here. Let's, Chris, get your comments in, brother. Man, I was, y'all were just hit all over. I, look, we need to go up and take their money away from them. So they got rich and everything. But I'm going to start writing bad checks because Joe, uh, you know, Brandon said he's going to start uh, helping us out when we write a bad check and put it in the bank before the money goes through. Did you hear that today? I didn't hear that. Yeah, he gonna he gonna make and and, and uh, I'm gonna have to start flying on airplanes. I don't want six more inches in front of me. Oh, that's right, I'm not the right color. <laughs> Bye, man. <laughs> Bye, <Chris. laughs> Thanks, Kim. All right, before we go to break, folks, uh, I heard from reliable sources that Jackson's having problems paying their money. They got vendors ain't been paid in six months, and then I'm hearing that the cash flow is so low that they may not be able to make payroll in a month or two. Oh, they're gonna be some. Chalk lines? You're gonna have to. Hey, you're gonna ask Benny for a loan, or at least on lawyers over in Birmingham. You gave that money to. Or excuse me, we don't know if he actually did that. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back, and it is Wednesday. And using the full weight of my local influence, I have secured the presence of one Annie Oakley. That's right. From Two Gun Tactical, we have Veronica <laughs> in the studios with us, the daughter of John, the proprietor of that great operation over there. How you guys doing? Man, we're doing great. Man, doing great. you're Staying sounding busy. upbeat and, la- and life is good, huh? Yeah, life is good. Yes. Life is good. Well, Two Gun Tactical's in the house, twoguntactical.com, located 667. Casey Lane and Flowood, 
Uh, that's Flowood Drive and Casey Lane. That's near the Highway 80 end of Flowood. So uh, you can't miss it when you drive by their beautiful location. And uh, we've got them in the studios to tell us what's going on over there, what's been happening since you were last here. Well, we've been churning dirt on our uh, second location We're in Ridgeland. We're pretty excited about that, 51 in Lake Carver. Uh, but business is really good. We've seen a lot of people coming in to buy their first firearms. Uh, a lot of a lot of ladies for the mm-hmm. first time that really want some instruction. Uh, mm-hmm. That need a gun, need to need one other than the the revolver their dad gave them, right? Or something like that. You know, uh, it's interesting you mentioned about the revolver. Uh, a lot of a lot of ladies, well, a lot of people in general have just revolvers, and there's nothing wrong with a revolver. And it comes when you have one, you know, it's good to have. But uh, everybody needs to also get that semi-automatic also. I think they need to have both. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, uh, today's time, <clears throat> when we're looking at looking at crime the way it is, you know, if the bad guy is 26 years or younger, there's greater than a 60% chance that there's two of them. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a five-shot revolver, you better, better be, be pretty good shot. with it. Yeah, <laughs> you better be, better be training with that thing. Absolutely. So, folks, take the opportunity to gun tactical. They have over 85 guns on the wall that you can test. Uh just check out, see how it fits, how it shoots, the whole nine yards, and they will work with you. They've got the ammo, they got the gear, everything you need to go out there and try out all the guns. So a rainy day, and you guys who work can't work when it's raining, this is an opportunity to say, oh, yeah, two-gun tactical. It's a rainy day, I'm going over there. And uh, to the ladies, we have Miss Veronica in the, audi- in the audience, in the uh, studios with us. How are you doing? Doing good. So what are you, I mean, how long have you been shooting, and, you know, what's your thoughts, and what would you tell ladies about shooting? Um, I've been shooting for most of my life, really started getting into it when I was about 12 or 13. And then mm-hmm. we got two gun going and been mm-hmm. in it ever since. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, so what do your girlfriends think? Well, I know all of them probably know what you do now, but, uh, when they first heard that you were a shooter, <laughs> they thought it was pretty cool. Definitely mm-hmm. different, mm-hmm. but they all wanted to try it. And so they've gotten that some of them have gotten their chances to come in and, get their own over the years. Right, right. All right, so uh, what's your role there at Two-Gun Tactical? So I teach the beginner's pistol classes, the ladies' only uh, classes, and I also do <clears throat> personal instructions as well. Okay. Uh, and tell, tell us about your uh, the classes that you teach, uh, what, what's all involved, what do the ladies need to bring, do they need to have, you know, what do they need? So we built this class as if, you come in and you've never even touched a gun before. You don't have to have anything with you. We've got all of our rental guns that you're welcome to use for the classes. We go through first, we go through safety, how to work the gun, all the mechanics. We go through all the um, fundamentals of shooting and then just Mm. go out on the range and take it slow and get everyone where they need to be. What are some of the things that people who have not shot, particularly ladies, uh, that they might want to consider or what kind of fears or jitters do they have or that you've noticed over the years or something that may be keeping them from t- taking that step? A lot of people worry about the sound mm-hmm. and just the recoil of the guns, but once they get in there, usually that after that first shot they take, they're like, oh, that wasn't bad at all, and then just kind of go up from there and get comfortable with it. Well, my observation over the years is that women just – Right off the bat, first-time shooters are generally better shots than men in terms of hitting the target. Uh, is that what you guys see? Yeah, we, we see that. Uh, first of all, us guys think we know everything. 
ladies <laughs> take instruction uh, a lot better. And Veronica said it when she teaches mechanics. Once somebody knows that that firearm cannot just go off by itself, that you must pull the trigger, right. they become a lot safer when they see how that gun has to work mm-hmm. uh, and, and for <clears throat> safety being the largest issue there. Right. Our number six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. Two gun tacticals in the studios as you driving down uh, Highway fifty one in Ridgeland, right there at uh, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. Just before you go over the overpass there, uh, you'll see dirt being moved around. That's the new location of uh, Two Gun Tactical. You know, when I looking at the foot, I mean, when you told me about, it, I was wondering, I said, now, how's this going to fit on here? It didn't look like there was going to be enough land, but now that I see the footprint getting dug out there, I can see how it works now. Yeah, it's going to be a great location. We're going to be able to do some rifles there as well as some high-end training. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really good for us. We're really excited about it. That is awesome. Now, uh, so now you, now you teach the classes, and what other type of guns do you shoot? I mean, what all do you do in, fire, in terms of firearms? So I, of course, enjoy pistol shooting. I teach it. I really started out with shotgun when I was about 12 or 13, and then I've also gotten into hunting over the years, so a little bit shooting, of everything. Duck shooting and all that? Uh, sporting clays, yes, sir. Okay. Right. That's something I look at. I, say, I don't know if I could hit those things, but uh, I've seen folks who start doing it look like they really enjoy it. All right. Our number is 601 Two gun tacticals in the studios. Uh, daughter and son. Daughter and son. Daughter and father's here in the studios, and we have David on the line. What's what up, Dave? Ken? How you doing, my guy? You doing all right? Hey, brother. What's up, man? Excellent, excellent. I actually wanted to ask uh, the people from Two Gun Tactical a quick question. Um, with the rise in, like, young age, you know, young adult and, uh, like, late teen firearm crimes happening, have you guys ever thought about, like, starting either a trap team at the local school- schools or reaching out and doing, like, some sort of, like, seminars or, like, gun safety, like, Hmm. I don't know, something to help try and keep these kids straight because they out here shooting every other day in Jackson. True that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have done some safety classes pre-COVID, uh, especially for the younger generation. I think the younger you catch them, uh, they, they really stick to their safety rules. Uh, however, the parents have to step in somewhere when it comes to these firearms being released on the streets. All right. Hey, Dave, appreciate that. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, how have the schools been receptive or is it just private schools or things like that do you guys have a special program for homeschoolers or anything like that uh we we have not yet but we we welcome anybody to call us if they'd like us to come and talk about gun safety or we'd be glad to do any of that uh we could bring them into our place and do you know we've got the simulator we got two big classrooms uh we could do that we'd be glad to do all that yeah what uh what is the uh, age range that you guys work with? Is there a, a high or a low number in terms of ages you got to be? So you mean to shoot on the range? Yeah, to, to come in and take advantage of your services. So you have to be twenty-one. Well, you have to be twenty. You have to have a twenty-one year old with you. Okay. So uh, we also allow parents to bring their children in and shoot. Uh, it's, it's big for us. We we see people coming in with their children, teaching safety and and just the basic handling of the firearm. Mm. But yeah. Okay. Well, again, folks, this is a great opportunity. I want you to write this website down, twoguntactical.com. That's the number two, tactical.com. And you can go there. I was on the, on the website the other day looking at the, uh, the classes that are being offered. This is a great opportunity to plug into things. You guys got classes. Look, we're here almost in November. So you got two months 
What do you guys got for the holidays? You're going to be some, you know, time off. People are going to be out. Uh, you got anything scheduled on that? So, yeah, our classes are, are what should be posted today on our website for the month of November. Mm-hmm. We'll be closed Thanksgiving, but Black Friday is going to be wild, wide open. We'll have ev- everything, and I do mean everything in the store, mm-hmm. uh, on sale from memberships to gift cards to anything we have in-house. Awesome. Our number is 601-879-0002. Let's take a break. All right, folks, we're back. And in the studio is two-gun tactical. Before we get back to it, I want to remind you, it's Wednesday night. You're trying to make midweek services and you need to get something to eat. How about Railroad Pizza in downtown Florida? That's right, folks. Call ahead, 601-879-7700. As a matter of fact, go to Facebook and look for Railroad Pizza on Facebook and click on the pictures of one of their uh, of some of their offerings. And you'll see, mm, they got more than just pizza over there, folks. They have a chef saying, I mean, he looked like Chef Boyardee. He's got the white hat, the apron, the whole nine yards, and he's cooking up some great dishes over there. You can get the traditional chicken wings, the chicken uh, garlic parmesan, the teriyaki, lemon pepper, the whole nine yards. Railroad Pizza in downtown Florida, Mississippi, 601-879-7700. Call on your order today. All right, let's get back to two-gun tactical. Now, when it comes to shooting and uh, do you think there's a sense of urgency? Are you sensing that uh, in terms of your foot traffic? Or what are people saying when they come in and say they want to get a gun or want a firearm? I mean, you know, when we first opened, people wanted to come in and they wanted a firearm. Maybe they wanted to shoot. We see a lot of urgency come in today. A lot of senior citizens, it's their first firearm. A lot of ladies, it's their first time. But, you know, ladies are now professionals and they're traveling some, or maybe they're at home alone. Uh, we we see a lot of foot traffic coming in and saying, "Hey, I don't know anything. I know I need a gun. I know I need some protection." Right. Uh, and right. yeah, we see that a lot. Is that what you're seeing uh, with with the ladies? Or when they leave out of there, they are they still skeptical, or they got the confidence level up? What are you seeing? Usually, after our class ends, everyone's pretty hyped up, pretty excited really happy with how they did Mm -hmm. and almost all of them always say that you know they're going to keep coming they're going to keep coming and thankfully we've seen a bunch of them come back over and over right and that's the thing folks you you really do at least try to get two classes in a year and as much practice as you can uh practice and 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 training uh getting the classes is not necessarily the same thing uh so you need if you get the training you need to go back and practice it yeah that's why and we offer memberships uh you can see those on the website I mean, for $40 a month, you get uh, unlimited shooting at a target. You can bring a free guest, and mm-hmm. you can grab a uh, rental gun off the wall and try it, mm-hmm. uh, too. It, it's a really good program. It's been re- really successful for us. Well, the uh, the setup you have out there, it's good. You guys can look right in on the folks as they're out there practicing. If you see anything that's uh, of concern, you know, you guys got staff uh, rolling, roaming around out there that's helping out. Uh, folks, it's a great, safe environment. And, again, you bring your kids. I saw, a, you know, a, a couple of parents out there with their kids and uh, everybody looked comfortable, you know. So I just think it's a great idea that you do a family plan on that. We do. And, and I also think that, you know, our staff, mostly family people, uh, but we're all certified as range safety officers. We're all certified as pistol instructors. Uh, that helps. So you can just grab anybody <clears throat> and we all have the same training. You're going to get the same answer from from anybody there. So we, anybody can help you at that level. Uh, do you take the, uh, Veronica, do you take the ladies on a simulator? Do, is that part of your job? So during the class, we don't, mm-hmm. um, 
we do two hours in the classroom, just kind of going over everything, and then we do an hour on the range to make sure that we can start off slow and make sure that they're comfortable by the end of it. But we do the simulator. You can come in or call and make a reservation. We can definitely get you on there if you'd like some of that extra training. Now, what about if they want uh, one-on-one training? So I do a lot of um, personal instructions, especially here lately. It's about an hour. Usually, if they've never touched a gun, we'll spend about 30 minutes in the classroom and then the next 30 minutes on the range just to make sure we can go. We have time to go over all the safety and, of course, mechanics again and then get out there and get them comfortable. You know, guys, I will tell you this here from my observation. It's not official or anything, but I don't know of any other training uh, facility around here that's when they give you a class, they teach you how to train, I mean, teach you how to clean your own gun or how to disassemble. And that's really important. Because people, you can get confident and feel good with your shooting, but that gun needs to be maintained. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times people have shown up for classes and we get out there ready to shoot. We have malfunctions because the gun just hadn't been cleaned or it's dry or it's been sitting up. People will say, well, I cleaned it last time I shot it. Well, when was the last time you shot it? You know, yeah. two years ago. So <laughs> You got, got cockleburrs in it and everything right. else. <laughs> <laughs> no, folks, that is, that is definitely unique to two-gun tactical. And it's not, you know, proprietary, but... Nobody else seems to be offering that in terms of their training because you need to be familiar not just with uh, how your gun sounds when it shoots and all that. You need to know how to take it apart and, and clean it. Yeah, and, and all of that takes place uh, that, that you need to do. You know, there's an old saying out there, people rust quicker than, than your your guns do. <laughs> so if, you don't, if you're not practicing just a little bit now, you know, you come in, you don't have to shoot the whole box of ammunition. Come in, shoot 10, 12 rounds a week, every week, every two or three days. It makes a big difference. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, I had a, my old shotgun and I was cleaning it. I was going through, you know, look, I was looking at YouTube and I, no, I, I, this part just doesn't fit it based on how the guy was doing it on the YouTube video. Same gun. So I finally took it up there to uh, 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 Primo's to the gunsmith guy up there. And he just dropped the thing in there. And I went back and looked at the video, and the video was actually wrong. And, you know, so another, my whole point is don't get too confident. You make sure you can do it yourself. That's right, yeah. YouTube is great, but mm-hmm. it's it's not all facts, right. especially when it comes to a firearm. You yeah. want the thing to work. Yeah, you want reliability. So we have uh, uh, Two-Gun Tactical in the studios with us, and uh, this is an opportunity for you to uh, – uh, Get some training to you ladies out there who have a firearm you've been given and sit, been sitting in the drawer. Uh, your your dad died and you got his weapon and things like that. They can bring it on out there, right? Yeah, that's correct. We've got a lot of firearms right now that we're selling for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that just maybe been in their family or they don't know what to do with them, but they want to sell them. So so we sell them, we clean them, we get them ready for you. Whatever your gun needs, we can do it at Two Gun Tactics. You know, one one somebody there. Okay, one of the things that. Um, people need to be aware of there was a, a court ruling a couple of weeks ago uh against atf atf's uh, you know where they were arresting people for having a gun with no serial number on it and the court said that that's unconstitutional in other words if you can have a gun with no serial number on it because you know the supreme court ruling from a couple of years the last year ago whenever it was says that you know you got to go back to what what was happening when the second amendment was written and they didn't have serial numbers on guns then and so they threw it out, and they, they, uh, the federal courts threw it out, and they, the Supreme Court is probably going to uphold their, their their ruling. And if that is the case, there's going to be more guns on the street, more people feeling, okay, I can carry a gun now. You need to have yours. You just cannot afford to be without one when everybody else is carrying one. 
Yeah, that's right. And, you know, last year there were 18.5 million new guns bought. Wow. So that's not guns that, hey, if we're neighbors and you say, hey, John, you've got the gun that I, I want and I sell it to you. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about just last year. Mm-hmm. That's the uptick in guns that are out there. Yeah. Uh, so if this comes down, yeah, everybody will be looking to get that's into right. that. So, folks, that's why you need the training. You can give uh, Two Gun Tactical a call. What's that number over there, Verona? <laughs> okay, you can go to the website, twoguntactical.com. <laughs> All right, what's the matter? We got Todd. Hey, Todd, how you doing? <laughs> hey, Todd. Hey, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How you doing? I'm doing good. And y'all? We're doing great, too. Hey, so, uh, yeah, I had to step away from my radio. So are we on? Yes, sir. You're live. Go ahead. <laughs> my question was... You know, uh, you, t- you talk about being uh, certified range officers and certified pistol instructors. How, do, how does one uh, get into that? Because you just don't see classes in firearms offered at the universities or colleges. Hmm. Yeah, well, you can uh, you start looking at Two Gun Tactical's website. We'll start doing some NRA instructor classes. If you're interested in doing that, I would go to the NRA website. You mm-hmm. have to take the basic pistol course first, and it's an online course. That way you'll have that behind you, and when we offer a an instructor's course, you'll be ready to take that. Hmm. All right. Super. Sounds great. Thanks. And make sure you stop by and visit the campus over there, Two-Gun Tactical, 667 Casey Lane in Florida. Oh, I've been there. I love it. All right, my friend. Good, good, good. Yeah, and that's <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you, brother. Uh, that's something that you, you can get people if they, if they want to go down that path, that career path. Yes, yeah, so I, I'm fortunate enough to be a training counselor with the NRA, which means I can certify my own instructors. We've had several uh, instructor courses at Two Gun Tactical, pistol instructor. So uh, I'm certified with everything, uh, handgun, pistol, uh, personal protection inside the home, outside the home, uh, defensive pistol, as well as the NRA CCW course. Uh, and I just got back from a, a master instructor's course with Tom Givens, so we're we're building our own uh, curriculum to to start doing these instructing classes. Uh, as a, uh, someone who can certify someone, is there something? Uh, even though somebody may have all the skills, you know, whistles and bells in terms of doing everything you tell them to do, now they can shoot riding a horse upside down, all that kind of stuff like that. Uh, is there anything else that could disqualify them in your eyes? And eh, I don't know if they got it. Yeah, the process, I believe, is hard enough that it kind of thins out. Now, I've, I've taught uh, several on several areas in several states, mm-hmm. and uh, we have pulled some certificates from some guys that just weren't safe with their firearms. Right, right. So safety is the main that issue is. there. It, it really is. A late Cliff Cargill, that was the, his big thing. I mean, well, everybody that I've ever dealt with, uh, safety has been foremost, but that was the first person who started exposing me to, hey, man, I'll be waving that around there like that, dude. You know, but uh, it's it's very important that you uh, have the proper uh, temperament. Because some people, you might be good at, uh, you may know your stuff, but you just, people just have a hard time receiving it from you. Yeah, the best way to jump in in that is, is you know, I've got prior police experience, prior military, retired military, uh, and I teach on the, the Boy Scout level. When I got into the Boy Scout pistol instructor, I just took everything I knew, kind of eased it over to the side, and I said, I'm going to listen to what these guys have to say, and I'm going to learn the way they want me to learn. Hmm. Uh, so you can always bring something to your game. Just don't think you know everything as, as you work up the ladder there. All right. Our number is 601-879-0002. Uh, the number over at Two Gun Tactical, 
But it's easy if you just go to the website, Two Gun, the number two, twoguntactical.com. Let's take a break. All right, folks, we're back. And it is the final few minutes of the Kim Wade Show. We have Joey on the line, Two Gun Tactical in the studios, twoguntactical.com. Hey, Joey. Hey, Mr. Wade, how are you? Great. What do you have for us? Great. A uh, couple of places for uh, folks from Gun Tactical. I'm a 30-year retired law enforcement. I've been out a couple of years and uh, kind of want to come and just shoot, get uh, some of the rust kicked off. And uh want to see about going into the... Uh, you got your window rolled down? We get a lot of air blowing. Uh, no, sir. Okay, go ahead. I, I do have you on speakerphone, sir. Oh, okay. Um, uh, just trying to see kind of about coming to shoot and doing that and maybe trying to get my instructor. And I've had uh, the NRA class a few times. Do I still need to go back online and retake the... The test that they were talking about to go online. Hmm. So that that's going to be dependent on which class you've had. You have to have the NRA basic pistol. Now there's a LE, there's a law enforcement side of the NRA that we do not do. Uh, so you may want to look into that and see what you have. If you can bring me a list of classes you had, I can uh, really walk you through the process there. Yeah, if you can bring me a list of classes you had, I can uh, really walk you through the process Okay, if you would, just check out the website, too, twoguntactical.com, and uh, go through the contact section and then give them a call or send them an email. They'll be glad to get back with you. All right, we appreciate you, Joy. You know, we got a few more minutes before we get out of here. Anything else, you guys, what do you got going on between now and the end of the year? You got specials, anything you want to offer to the people? What's your next class coming up? Next class coming up should be the Enhanced Carry class uh, a week from this Saturday and then a beginner's class on Sunday. And we do the enhanced class uh, two or three times a month. It's really full. You better sign up early. Seats are filling up really fast. All right. And a beginner class, is that one of the, that you're teaching, Veronica? Yes, sir. So those are on Sundays from 4 to 7. Mm. They fill up pretty quick as well. Hmm. Okay. Things are going good over there. Folks, yeah. if you own a farm, this is your opportunity to get trained. Maybe maybe we should have a uh, hunter's wife special. So guys, when they're out at, uh, the guys are out at deer camp, maybe the wives can come in and do a pistol class. I think we need to throw that on the calendar there. And, see and what that, we can that do. means like you that. need to tiptoe when you come back home. Make sure <laughs> make sure she hasn't gotten real good and angry. <laughs> All right, we got Sean here. Let's get Sean before we get out. Hey, Sean. Hey, man. Hey, Kim. Uh, real quick, I wanted to ask uh, Two-Gun Tactical. Um, I want them to elaborate a little bit on, um, I, I've heard a lot of people uh, say, uh, you know, like, for instance, I carry, everybody carries that I know, but they're saying, you know, that we don't need an uh, enhanced carry license. I would love for them to uh, speak on that as far as what's the advantage and uh, of the enhanced carry license um, after the law was passed uh, last year. Okay, we've got about a minute. Go ahead. Well, the, the thing with the enhanced carry, you can carry everywhere except a federal facility, a um, police station, or a court in session. I'm going to tell you right now, I've got all the certificates behind me in case I do have to use my handgun. I want to be as legal as possible, and I want to show the public that I was trained extremely well, that this was the only ch- choice I had 
was to use my handgun. And get some insurance. What insurance do you carry? We carry right to bear. Right to bear. Folks, make sure you get some shooter's insurance for a firearm owner. Make sure you do that. There's several out there. Just check around. TwoGunTactical.com can give you all the answers to all the questions you have. Let's take a break. Be back in 22 hours. See you on the radio. Peace. 